0: Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invitae. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invitae genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invitae.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E.com. When you're a baby, your friends are chosen for you. You know, the kids you hang out with, they're the kids of your parents' friends. And us parents, we tend to change friends a lot, you know, depending on if you're on maternity leave or back at work or if you're staying home or or just where your kids happen to be in school. Parent friends float in and out of our lives. But sometimes you meet those special parents, you know, those other parents that you just click with. It's just like dating, where where it just works sometimes. And those friendships, when they work, can last a lifetime. My parents have friends like that. A couple they met just before I was born. Their names are Vic and Marnie. I've known them my whole life. Um, My parents met them when my dad and Vic were in the army. I mean, they were. Actually, just barely in the Army. Um, During the Vietnam War, they were stationed in Indianapolis. Vic was a secretary. And my dad was supposed to be a TV cameraman. You know, they were supposed to send him to Vietnam to to film what was going on. But um, they didn't have a TV camera for him. So... They didn't have much for him to do. So he was just, I think, fixing TVs here and there and maybe watching TV. I, I don't exactly understand what he was doing. But um, I do know that he and Vic did a whole lot of nothing during that time. You know, they just hung out a lot, waiting for the war to end. Anyway, Vic and Marnie had a kid, um, a son. And then a couple of years later, my parents had me. And then a couple of years after that, Vic and Marnie had another baby, um, a girl named Lauren. And Lauren, um, she has CF, cystic fibrosis. If you don't know what that is, it's a genetic disease where mucus builds up in your lungs and other organs. And if you're exposed to bacteria, it can get trapped in the mucus and cause all kinds of horrible infections. And eventually, it can make it impossible for you to breathe. You know, it's a terminal illness. But these days, there have been lots of advances in treating CF. You know, back in the 50s, Most people with CF didn't live past early childhood, but now lots of them can live long enough to have children of their own. And my friend Lauren is one of those people. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. Today on the show, we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to play you a story that is half real and half fiction. The real part is the interview tape. That's with my friend Lauren, who I just told you about. Um, In the story, I call her Lucy. Everything Lauren says um, in this story is from a real conversation that I recorded with her back when she was pregnant seven years ago. I was one of the first people Lauren told that she was pregnant. She had just gotten a positive pregnancy test. We went out for dinner to celebrate, and um, I remember asking her if she had any other friends with CF who had had kids, because I just I had never heard of that before. And she said that people with CF actually aren't usually friends, even, because for reasons you'll find out in this story, people with CF are not supposed to ever be in the same room with each other. But um, she told me she had made this one friend, a friend she made online in a CF chat room, This woman, um, she had actually also gotten pregnant recently. So they were in the same boat um, and they kind of wound up being like instant best friends. But because they both had CF, they could never meet. And so their relationship was entirely online. So um, my interview with Lauren in this story is about that friend. And I was going to interview the friend, too, but um, she wound up just feeling too emotionally raw to go through with it. But I still felt like Lauren's story was just so incredibly powerful and I, and I wanted to put it out there. So um, what I decided to do was write a fictionalized version of the friend's side of the story. So that's what you're gonna hear. Um, and just to remind you, everything you'll hear in this story about CF is true. Lauren's interview tape is real. Everything else is mostly made up.
1: This is the very first speed I do. uh, 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 Lucy
0: didn't have many friends growing up.
1: This is the final speed I do. Uh,
0: While other kids were running around, playing on their lawns, she was inside, getting her chest pounded on to clear mucus out of her lungs. She has cystic fibrosis. (laughs) Now Lucy is 28. She lives in a tiny box of a house on the corner of two alleys in Philadelphia. Every day, while she's going through her morning routine, she hears this at the intersection outside her window. The girl who rides the powder blue bike looks like Pippi Longstocking. She's got red braids, freckles, sometimes even striped socks. It's a strange look for a grown woman, but somehow she pulls it off. Each time she passes, Lucy runs to the window. She wants to call out to the girl. She wants to grab her by the wrist and bring her inside for a hot cup of tea. This girl doesn't know it, but Lucy is the person she chats with online every night.
1: That's more than I do with my closest friends.
0: Lucy and the Pippi Longstocking girl met a few weeks ago on a message board for people with CF.
1: We basically found each other through these posts that were about pregnancy
0: The girl had posted her picture, and Lucy recognized her braids right away.
1: And, you know, picked up on the fact that we were both trying to conceive at the same time. Lucy and the bike girl quickly
0: realized they'd need to chat privately. Other people on the message board got judgmental of them, told them they should get their tubes tied. Women with CF, they said, should not have babies. A baby is basically a big ball of germs. And what CF patient in their right mind would invite a big ball of germs into their house? actually
1: this is pretty close to what lucy's doctor said too he was like well if you're really gonna you know do this which i wish i could convince you not to i guess now is better than later and i remember you know coming home and crying and going for a run kind of just to prove prove him wrong or whatever that i was healthy and that i would be able to do this that night About an hour after Lucy heard the bell pass
0: by her house, she went online and complained to the bike girl about her doctor. The bike girl couldn't believe it. This was almost word for word what her doctor had told her just a couple days ago. Nobody gets it, Lucy typed. Even my best friend said I was making the biggest mistake of my life. I hate your best friend, the bike girl typed back. Lucy didn't know how to respond to that. Her first instinct was to tell the bike girl not to judge Miranda. She didn't even know her. But she found herself typing the words, I do too. And then she just spilled her guts. She told the bike girl how her dad and Miranda's dad had been in the army together, how their mothers had seen the Beatles together, how when she and Miranda were girls, they'd concoct special shampoos from all the bottles in their bathroom cabinets, and how they'd once lost little chunks of hair because they didn't know what Nair was. But by high school, things had changed. Miranda made Lucy feel bad for being in honors classes, for having a boyfriend, and now for being married. Miranda was always planning girls' nights out for just the two of them. She'd get drunk and call Lucy her best friend. But it was clear to Lucy that
1: Miranda didn't get her at all. Going to a smoky bar, that kind of thing, isn't worth it. Staying out late, how much fun is it really going to be? It might take off four years of my life.
0: More with Lucy and the bike girl after this break. Parents, you've been telling us for months how hard it is to find other parents to be friends with, people who won't judge you for how you're raising your kid. Well, listeners to this show have been making that easier. They've been starting meetups all over this country in their hometowns. We wanted you to be able to find those meetups more easily. So we made a map that we put on our website. If you want to find a meetup near you, just go to longestshortesttime.com and look for the post called LST Meetups Map. And if you don't see a meetup you can get to, I don't have to tell you what to do, right? Make your own and if you step up and organize one, I will send something special in the mail to you, right to your door. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. When we left off, Lucy was complaining about how her lifelong best friend Miranda didn't get her. I wish I could hug you, the bike girl typed. I wish we could just hang out, Lucy typed back, like real friends. I wish we could play Connect Four, the bike girl wrote. Yeah, Lucy answered, and give each other pedicures. Lucy had an urge to run down the street with nail polish, knock on the girl's door, and tell her they were neighbors. But she couldn't, because that type of proximity would be too dangerous.
1: Online we have signatures, and hers says that she has B. sapatia. B. Sapatia is a type of bacteria that lives in
0: soil and water and rotting onions. It's not harmful to most of us. But for people with CF, B. cepacia germs act as a superbug, colonizing in their lungs.
1: Colonizing means that you have it in your lungs forever. Like, it is set up shop, big time.
0: And if one person with CF is colonizing B. cepacia, it's a bad idea for them to be around another person with CF. In fact, people with CF are never supposed to come within three feet of each other, even at the doctor's office.
1: The fear is that I would inhale some of these germs or they would get on my hands and suddenly then you get, you get sick. And it's, it's especially virile because there are few antibiotics that work against it. Um, when you are diagnosed with having B. Cipasia in your lungs, your life expectancy is cut in half. When we both got pregnant within weeks of each other, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm never gonna get to be able to see her kid. Like that was just, that tore me up a bit. And I was like thinking about Fairmount Park and I was like, oh, you know, we could stand like three feet apart and I could make sure I'm upwind of her. And <laughs> I think that was, might've even been in a dream. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I could hold her kid and then she can touch my kid. But then I realized I'm like, yeah, this is not gonna happen. Unless they both showed up in, like, hazmat suits or something.
0: As Lucy's belly grew, she heard the bike bell less and less, until finally it stopped entirely. She was still chatting with the bike girl most nights, but she felt desperate for more contact. She bought a onesie with a drawing of a peanut and wrapped it up to send to the bike girl, with no return address, of course. But she never sent the package.
1: Because it's like, it's almost like anthrax. I mean, it's like, does she really want to like receive something from me? It's it's weird. I mean, I could have something that they haven't found yet, and I could have it, and she couldn't. and It's just not a good idea. Halloween rolled around.
0: Lately, Lucy had been avoiding her kind of, sort of best friend Miranda's phone calls, and the guilt was weighing on her. So when Miranda invited her to a costume party, she agreed to go. Miranda had picked the costumes. Lucy would be a pregnant lady in labor and Miranda would be her midwife, her sexy midwife. Miranda was late as usual. Lucy waited on her couch in a hospital gown made from an old sheet, watching her husband greet trick or treaters in his scuba diver costume. She started to worry about getting home in time for her evening lung treatment. She wished that she was going to this party with the bike girl. Wouldn't it be nice if they could come home and do their treatments together? And then, Lucy had an idea.
1: Well, screw it, you know, life is too short. If I want to meet her, I'll meet her.
0: Lucy walked over to her husband and took off his scuba mask, then put it over her own head. Be right back, she told him, and walked out the door. As she hurried up the dark alley, she wondered if the bike girl would be dressed as Pippi Longstocking, Was she pippy every year? When she got to the bike girl's house, she stared at the buzzer. Her breaths were loud inside her mask. Her heart was beating in her brain. She felt something tugging at her sheet. She looked down and saw a little pack of superheroes crowded around her waist. You gonna ring it, lady? The Incredible Hulk asked her. Lucy jumped back and shook her head. She didn't even wait for the door to open before heading home. She squinted down the street and saw a scuba diver without his mask shrugging at a sexy midwife. The sexy midwife stomped her high-heeled boots and pointed at her watch, then got in her car and drove off. Lucy smiled. In a way, she was glad she'd chickened out with the bike girl. Things with her were so easy. Maybe meeting in person would just make them more complicated.
1: I know we won't always be in touch like we are right now every day. If we can just keep in touch, though, I think it's going to be great. Because I think we have something unusual.
0: That night, when the bike girl got online, Lucy was waiting by her computer with nail polish. She told the bike girl to go get some, too. And they sat beside their chat screens, painting their toenails, one after the other. Lauren, the real-life Lucy, lives in Connecticut. She tells me that her health declined for the first four years of her son's life, but she's stable now and enjoying motherhood. Her son wound up being born with cystic fibrosis, but he has so far been mostly asymptomatic. He is now seven years old and loves Greek mythology and mysteries. Lauren is still in touch with the real-life bike girl, who is now pregnant with her third child. If you're on the hunt for your best mama friend, we've got an event for you. I'm talking about speed dating for moms. This is going to be our first live event ever. I am so excited about it. It'll be at the Bell House in Brooklyn. There will be free drinks. I don't think I need to say anything else. Ticketing information will be coming soon, but for now, save the date. It's happening the evening of Wednesday, October 22nd. Stay on top of this event and more with our newsletter. You can sign up for that at our website. Today's story, Lucy and the Bike Girl, originally aired on This American Life and was edited by Julie Snyder. And before that, I produced a shorter version of the story for the Third Coast International Audio Festival's Short Docs Competition. This podcast is a production of WNYC and The Longest Shortest Time. The show is produced by me, Hillary Frank, and Joanna Solitaroff. Jim Briggs is our engineer. Music in this story comes from Poddington Bear. Our theme music is by The Batteries Duo. Special thanks to Chris Bannon and Alex Bloomberg. Subscribe to our show on iTunes. I'll be back in two weeks at three o'clock in the morning. And as always, if you have a story of a surprising struggle in early parenthood that you'd like me to consider for this podcast, go to longestshortesttime.com and submit your story.
2: I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects, and I have to go in there and find ten. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. What is this? Prince donated this (gasps) guitar. I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff.
0: Fonzie's jacket worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days.
2: There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.